0: Hebrews chapter 11 verses 23 to 29 By faith Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned.
1: Good morning, everyone. My name is James. I'm one of the interns here at HDC, and it's great to be with you today as we look at the story of Moses and a little bit on his parents as well, which we'll come on to. But before we start, let me pray. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness to your people, to Moses. to us today we pray that as you led moses to trust value and treasure you above all else that you would lead us to do the same we pray that you would speak to us now through my words what i'm about to say and that you would transform us from deep within in jesus name amen amen well i wonder are you willing to go out of your way for something of greater value you've got a choice In life, let's take the example of you need some new clothes. Will you go shopping online or go actually in person? Hands up up online, generally online, yeah, a few people, or in person, Oxford Street or wherever else. Oh, quite evenly mixed. I thought it might be more, more online. But Oxford Street, of course, still is always busy and holds great value for many. But in all our choices, what do we put greatest value in? Not just in shopping, but in everyday life, but in also the bigger decisions. And what we see when we look at the story of Moses is that he had significant choices in his life, far more weighty than where he'd do his shopping. And he, what he chose shows us how we can follow Jesus today. He had a choice regarding his identity, who he was known as, his affinity to his people, who he was known with, who ad- he identified alongside, and above all, what he treasured, and put his value in moses has a lot to teach us about how we follow jesus today and primarily we will see that it's to follow jesus today is to value and to treasure him treasure christ above all else before we get to that let's just take a step back to see where we're at with the story of moses well last we looked at joseph in the book of genesis we're now on to the book of exodus the second book of the bible there's a gap about 400 years between joseph and moses in that time joseph's family living in egypt has grown massively they're known as the hebrews or the nation of israel they've grown so much the egyptian king the pharaoh has decided to put them all in slavery and uh the story is best known um the moses story may be in prince of egypt you might know that film from the late 90s which i love um but that's a situation moses is born into his people are in slavery and moses is a very relatable character in so many different ways. He's impulsive. He lets the emotions get the better of him at times, particularly has problems controlling his anger. And this comes from this complex identity he had growing up in two very different worlds, the Egyptian world and the Hebrew world. Because even though Moses was born a Hebrew, he was then adopted by an Egyptian princess. So he lived in the courts of the Egyptian king, the Pharaoh. He grew up in a lap of luxury. And in my head, my image of the young Moses growing up is him doing chariot races all day, every day. Um, I might even have a picture here. Here we are. This is kind of my image of the young Moses just doing that as much as he likes. He would have been known as Pharaoh's daughter, the prince of Egypt, as the title of the film says. That's what his life was like for 40 years. And it could have remained his life. So why didn't he choose that life? Why didn't he stay in that life? Well, he knew that to be living as an Egyptian prince was to be living a lie, a very convenient lie. It gave him a lot of pleasures and enjoyments, admiration and praise. But it wasn't his true identity. And we'll see that in, for Moses, his identity, who he was known as, is incredibly important. And we we'll see that in our, in our passage. If we got the Bibles open, do you have a look? Verse 24. Moses, when he had grown up, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I wonder, have you ever refused to be known in a certain way? Maybe a nickname, or maybe just another name that you didn't like. You refused to be known in that way. I refuse to be known as Jamie. I'll accept Jimmy, or Jimbo even, Jim, but not Jamie. I'll leave that to Mr. Mulvaney at the back, um, and anyone else who chooses to have that name. But I wonder, how are you known? Are you known as a Christian? Are you known as a follower of Jesus, in your workplace, amongst your friends, family because it matters that we know our identity and that we live from that identity as a child of god tim keller writes that we all live and get our sense of identity of being distinct and being valuable from somewhere from something we all live in for something whatever that might be it could be approval from our friends getting likes on social media it could be their promotion in work or they're fulfilling parental expectations. Whatever that thing is, we know once we get that, then we'll be happy. Then we'll have significance and value and meaning in our lives. We all tend to live for something. But it's only when we live for Christ that we'll be forgiven, firstly, because all those things can let us down. But is the only one who can forgive us and the only one who can fulfill us completely. And when we live from our identity as a child of God, then that shapes everything about who we are, about how we use our time, our money, all our choices in life. Knowing who we are shapes how we live. When we truly know Christ and who we are in him, then we will treasure and value him above all else. We'll live for him. And it was certainly the case for Moses. Moses knew he was a Hebrew. He knew he was one of the people of God. That was his identity. And that stemmed in part his sense of identity being so strong because of his early years because he knew that he was lucky just to be alive and i was largely down to his parents and their fearless faith in our passage today, right at the start of our passage but look with me in verse 23 by faith moses parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict the king's edict the Pharaoh had said that any Hebrew boy, any Hebrew baby boy that was born had to be thrown into the Nile. And implicitly, any parent who disobeyed that would be killed. Horrendous situation. So Moses' parents, by hiding their baby boy, they're actually risking their own lives just to keep their boy alive. They're probably risking a re- reputation as well, what others might think of them, when they put their baby in a little basket in the Nile, at the reeds of the River Nile. And they show us something, Moses' parents, about what it is to live by faith. That it's costly to live fearlessly. But when we treasure and value Christ above all else, when we have that bigger picture, as Moses' parents did, then we can live fearlessly for him. So for Moses, his identity is important. He is one of the people of God that shaped how he lived. Shaped partly by the way he was brought up, by that choice his parents made to hide him, and then to put him in the reeds, the River Nile. But also it was partly because of Moses' own choices in his life, own choices about how how he was to be known, as we've looked at, but also who he was to identify with, who he was to live alongside. In verse 25, we see that Moses chose to be mistreated or ill-treated along with the people of God, rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He chose to be known in a certain way, not as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, but instead as one of the people of God. And that meant that he couldn't just stay in the Egyptian palace. It meant he had to live with the people of God. At first, that meant living in a desert for 40 years, but then coming back to Egypt and living with the people of God, being ill-treated along with the people of God, ill-treated by Pharaoh, and ill-treated even amongst the people of God as they led the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt to the Promised Land. But he could have hidden his identity. He could have... Pretended he was just an Egyptian, but he instead renounced the treasures and those pleasures that Egypt had to offer, and he chose to identify with the people of God. He actively chose to be ill treated alongside the people of God. And I wonder, what does that look like for you and for me, for us today, to be ill treated along with the people of God? Maybe it means identifying as a Christian at work, even if the only experience our colleagues have of Christianity, of Christians, is negative. Maybe it's when our friends are mocking Christians, or the church, or even Jesus. It's then for us to stand up and say, no, I follow Jesus. I'm one of his people in his church. I spoke at summer nights recently, and how living for Christ can involve being mocked at times, and how I was mocked at university for staying firm in my conviction to keep sex until I was married. But I wonder, what does that look like for you in your context, What does it look like for you to value and to treasure Christ above all else? Even above our own comforts, even amongst our own enjoyments, even if it means being ill-treated, to say yes to Christ and no to those fleeting pleasures of sin. Whatever those fleeting pleasures of sin might be, whether they are pride or lust or rage or greed, or the more subtle sins of just living for approval, for admiration from others, rather than because we are so captivated by the beauty value of christ and moses remarkably shows us how to do that he boldly identified himself amongst the people of God. he lived amongst them despite all the ill treatments that involved and he shows us how to stand for christ even if it involves ill treatments but even more than that moses shows us how to even regard disgrace for the sake of christ as of greater value we see that in verse 26 you read it Together it says, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because he was looking ahead to his rewards. So, how could Moses look to Christ? He lived over a thousand years before Christ. Well, it's because of the end of that verse. He was looking ahead to his rewards, and his reward was Christ. And we see in the next verse, the key is to how he did that. Verse 27. We read that by faith, he left Egypt, not fearing a king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. He saw him who is invisible. He saw Christ, and that's how he persevered. And just to explain that little backstory there, Moses had seen an Egyptian slave driver beating one of his own people, his Hebrews. He was so outraged and angry that he killed that Egyptian man. And the Pharaoh wanted to kill Moses in response, so Moses did run away. There probably would have been an element of fear considering his life was at threat but in hebrews this letter we see it fear wasn't the primary motivation for him it was because he persevered he kept going because he saw him who is invisible and this is what we are all to do later on in the um letter to the hebrews we are told that we are to run with perseverance the race marked out for us to fix our eyes on jesus the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith so how did moses persevere he saw him who is invisible he saw God. He met with God in various different ways, the burning bush, up mountains, in tents. He saw God. He met with God. And that was how he was able to persevere. That was how he was able to persevere in his identity, who he was known as, his affinity to his people, who he was lived with. And that was how he kept living for Christ, even regarding disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than anything else the world could offer. So Moses is a great model for us. He's a great model on how to persevere for Christ in treasuring and valuing Christ above all else, even regarding the straits for the sake of Christ as of greater value. We might wonder, how did Moses do that? How did he keep going? How did he patiently persevere with the people of God when they complained time and time again? But really the question, I think, is not actually how did Moses persevere and persevere with God, but how did God persevere with Moses. Why and how would God use a man like Moses? I only mentioned there quite briefly in passing that Moses, he murdered someone. He was a murderer, perhaps more than any other character we've looked at in this series. Moses got some things seriously wrong. We might have looked up to him as an example for us to follow. In some ways, he is that, but he's also deeply flawed. And if we are honest, we too are like Moses. We may not be a murderer, but we know we have also got some things seriously wrong we have been told lies, we have believed those lies and we've lived them out. We've lived out lies about who we are, where our identity lies. We've too often, I know I have, lived not as a child of God, but as following the ways of this world. And rather than standing boldly for Christ, we've too often let fear grip us and the fleeting pleasures of sin captivate us. We can see Moses regarding us straight for the sake of Christ as a greater value, but too often we are focused just on the present, our own comforts and enjoyments and pleasures of life that feel far more enticing than any sort of disgrace for the sake of Christ. I know that's certainly the case for me. So, what are we to do? How can we live in this way? Well, it's impossible on our own for us to value and treasure Christ above all else until we see what Christ has done for us. The writer of the Hebrews he's keen to that we are to know that Moses is not perfect. That Moses, we see him in his true colours. the deeply flawed individual we see that in verse 28 in our passage we read that by faith moses kept the passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of israel what does that mean well after moses had run away to egypt into the desert god eventually called him back to lead the israelites out of slavery to the promised land not surprisingly pharaoh didn't like that idea resisted Moses' moses's calls time and time again to let my people go despite all the plagues that God sent, until the final plague. This one that destroyed all the firstborn sons of Egypt. This one was the final straw. It was the last plague, and finally Pharaoh relented, let the Israelites go. And the Israelites, they weren't any better or more moral than the Egyptians. They deserved death for their sins, just as much as you or I do today. But God showed his mercy to the people of Israel. And God showed his mercy through this meal, through the passover the passover was a meal where involved a sacrifice involved eating a lamb and the blood of the lamb would be put on the doorposts of every israelite home and so the destroyer of the firstborn as we see in this verse also known as the angel of death would pass over each home that's why it's called the passover would not touch the firstborn of israel now how is that strange and mysterious story relevant to us today well it's above all because it's a sign it points forwards it's not just when the blood of a lamb was shed but when the life of the lamb of god was given up for us when god himself subjected himself to the death of his own firstborn his only son jesus all for us it was totally by god's mercy that moses and all the israelites were set free from slavery and they did not deserve it but god graciously provided the way to freedom And God has provided the way for us to be free, not to slavery, to an ancient tyrannical regime, but to slavery to something far worse, to slavery to the sin to which we're all trapped without the costly death of Jesus on the cross for us, an astonishing free gift of grace. We've been looking at Moses this whole time, and in many ways, he is a great example for us in living for Jesus. But we need more than an example. We need a saviour. And Moses is a signpost, pointing beyond himself. He points beyond himself to the one who, for all eternity, has been known as the King of Kings and as the Lord of Lords, and rightly so. But yet chose to not be known in that way when he came to earth, but to make himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Chose to be known as no more than a carpenter, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus enjoyed all the deepest pleasures. Of the universe, by in that perfect relationship with his Father, then come into Earth, being amongst his own people, he was slandered, was mistreated, suffered disgrace, even death on the cross, all for us, out of his abundant love, all so that we could be adopted into his family, as a child of God, welcomed in with open arms to the heart of the Father. Jesus did this so we could be free, free from the sin and the shame and the guilt that holds us down when we know when we don't live fully and fearlessly for christ as we follow the way of jesus we are told by jesus himself that we will know the truth and the truth will set us free free from that pressure to conform to the ways of this world to simply live in a way that receives likes and admiration from those around us free instead to live the fullness of life that we are called to because jesus came not just to give us freedom but to give us life. He gave up his own life for us so that we could have life and life to the full. So that we can know the presence of Jesus with us in all of our lives. The one who said, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So Jesus is with us. He died for us. He's given us fullness of life. He set us free from sin and from death so that we can be adopted into God's family, filled with his Holy Spirit, so we can cry out to our Heavenly Father all our needs and requests And it's all our pain and our struggle. Isn't that amazing? So how are we to live now? Well, it's, it's quite simple. As Jesus has given everything for us, so we are to live totally for him in all areas of our life, to value and treasure him above all else, to live for Christ. And we can only do that when we see him for who he is, when we see Christ in all his majesty and glory coming down and choosing to come to earth in love for us, It's only when we see that Jesus willingly suffered disgrace, shame, and ridicule, and death for us out of his abundant love, that then we can regard disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than all the treasures this world can offer. It's only when we know how much we are loved by God, that we won't help but love, overflow with love for God and for our neighbor. We'll know our identity in Christ, that nothing in this world can shake that, that nothing can shake the fact that we are loved and adopted into his family, we won't be allured by the fleeting pleasures of sin, whether that be pride or lust, rage or greed, because we'll be so captivated by the fleeting pleasures, by the beauty, sorry, of Christ and the treasure that He is to us. We'll even regard disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than all the treasures of this world, because Christ is our greatest value and our deepest love. It's not the easiest life we are called to. We need to persevere in it. We will persevere because we look to christ moses persevered because he saw him who is invisible but we can look back and see christ we can see the image of that invisible god the firstborn over all creation and we can persevere and run this race because we too are fixing our eyes on jesus a pioneer and a perfecter of our faith